Grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> there comes a time when you must start thinking about what comes next. This naturally occurs at various stages throughout our lifetimes. Will you play that sport again your senior year of high school? Continue on to get your master's degree or start out into your career. Time has come to, be, to move out, to be on my own, you think. A new job opportunity has opened in another state. Take it or leave it. Work a few more years, or retire. We've been able to hand, handle most, much of these major life events because we're familiar with how things go in this life from our own observations of others and the things we have gone through. But what about when we die? What happens then? What comes next? As Christians, we have been catechized, trained to believe that life is eternal, and that because we have faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we will live forever with Jesus in His kingdom. But can that really be true? Is such a belief really worth all the time you have put in to being here each and every week? on a Sunday morning, and all the hours you have spent volunteering on behalf of your brothers and sisters in Christ and of Christ's church. Following Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem in the midst of that first holy week, Jesus gets challenged by some Sadducees. Now, these men were of wealthier stock amongst the Jewish Sanhedrin. They greatly supported the priestly class, those in charge of the temple and its worship. And they held as a prized possession the first five books of the Old Testament as the very pinnacle of God's Word to His creation. And so they would deny elements of the faith they viewed as later additions to their religion, such as the existence of angels, the miraculous, eternal life, and yes, the resurrection of the dead. And so St. Luke tells us plainly that the Sadducees were deniers of the resurrection, which faithful Jews in Jesus' day would have believed in, as we evidence at Jesus' interaction with Lazarus and his death. And so to discredit Jesus and their attack against him, they proceed to question Jesus with such an extreme anecdote so as to blast that doctrine of resurrection to pieces. And because those Sadducees held those first five books of the Old Testament, the Torah of God, in such high regard they could not tolerate any teaching that might challenge that sacred text. So they hypothesize a situation 
where a woman's husband dies without leaving her any children. And according to what Moses wrote, which they knew very well, the brother of that dead husband was to marry his sister-in-law and provide her then with children for the ongoing generations. And as the Sadducees tell the story, this brother was not able to fulfill his obligation, nor were any of the other brothers with this woman, and so all ultimately died, and the woman had no children. And so the Sadducees posed the question to Jesus, if such a resurrection to eternal life does exist, is actually real, then whose wife will this woman be? After she had seven of these brothers in her own lifetime. How will that look in the resurrection? Now, do such challengers to the resurrection exist today? Do the Sadducees still live on? Not so much within the Jewish religion as a specific party of the Jews, but that lack of a belief in a resurrection continues, even today. And you can argue, is still going strong. Many are the people in this world who do not believe in life after death. They have convinced themselves that this life is all that there is. As St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, if the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. There is no life after this one. Then one must make the most of this life. And if you live like there is still another life, when in fact there will be none, then you've wasted your time here. And what a troubling thought that is. We can certainly see how sin has worked its way into such thinking. And no doubt the devil loves those teachings that this life is all there is. In the middle of the Sadducees' attack on the resurrection and in light of the rampant unbelief in our world today, our Lord Jesus reaffirms the doctrine of the resurrection and of the life still to come. Thanks be to God. Now, many people throughout the world respect Jesus Christ in a variety of ways, but no matter how He is viewed throughout the world, He must always be said that He believed, that He taught, and He confessed the resurrection of the dead. <clears throat> how could Jesus be so certain? He is the life and the resurrection. He Himself declared it so. He suffered and died upon the cross and rose again three days later. And He has never died again. Nor will He ever. Death can never be the end of life. Life is not meant to be fleeting or temporary or even fragile. But God was the one who breathed life into man. Man was built, created, fashioned to live forever in the perfect creation of God. That was the obvious truth from the very beginning. Then entered sin. 
and sin through a huge, heavy blanket over that beautiful truth. And because of sin, death now entered God's creation of life. The moment they sinned, Adam and Eve died inside spiritually before God. They could no longer be in the presence of God as they were in their sin, in their shame, without something changing. And so out of His love for His creation, God clothed Adam and Eve with animal skins, a foreshadowing of another covering still to come that they would receive through the sacrifice of a holy lamb. God promised salvation by a second Adam, His own dear Son. And yet every death since Cain killed Abel has attacked this teaching of life and of resurrection. Everyone dies. It's one of those truths in this broken world, the thing you can be certain of in this life. And we do not see And we do not experience in our own lifetimes any resurrections to counter the existence of death. Life as we know it is marred by death. And your sin and mine has earned that eternal death and hell away from God's grace. But Jesus came into this world to remove that suffocating blankets. Jesus came as that perfect Lamb to die once for all, as He did so on the cross. And He argued against the Sadducees and their flawed view of the resurrection. And while they think that they have Jesus in a gotcha moment, He easily turns the table on them. The one who does truly know life in the age still to come states that there is no marriage in the resurrection. And so that solves the Sadducees' attack upon Jesus and this extreme anecdote. (laughs) Then Jesus goes on to teach what life in the resurrection age will truly be like. Yes, no marrying or being given in marriage, but no more death. And so no decrease in numbers of God's people Equality with angels and status as sons of God. And on top of all of that, the Lord Jesus throws the Sadducees' own favorite guy right back at them. Moses. But the dead are raised. Even Moses showed, Jesus said, in the passage about the bush, where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. Moses himself showed this reality of the resurrection of the dead in his own teaching to God's people where he had received that divine instruction himself directly from God. After all, how foolish it would have been for God to give Moses such specific words about the resurrection of all the flesh when God himself knew that there would be no resurrection. But of course, God is never foolish, and he never makes mistakes. His word 
is truth. Absolutely. Always has been. Always will be. And naturally, the Sadducees then had no response to Jesus. How could they? How could they defend their teaching when their guy, Moses, supported the resurrection? And so Jesus, in His godly wisdom and power, put the Sadducees in their place. Nobody sought then to question Jesus after this, though you can be sure unbelief in the resurrection would continue as rampant as we see even today. But nevertheless, Jesus pressed on to the cross. He knew that He must suffer and die for the sins of all the world. The full wrath of God over sin was His alone to bear. But what next? Jesus did not despair. He is the resurrection and the life. He knew that resurrection would truly win. With Jesus rising up from the dead, a proclamation has been made. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death cannot win. Its power is gone. You will be raised. You will live forever. There is resurrection. And there is a life without end. For there is Jesus, who is both resurrection and life for you. Amen. The peace that does pass, all human understanding, guard and keep your hearts and your minds in Jesus, the resurrection and the life, to that life everlasting. Amen.